Look at this. Uh. Look at this. Uh. Don't oh. look at the right time. I'm sorry, dude. I, I Kima, Kima. She's rubbing her face against my computer right she, now. She's just too much for me sometimes, you know? You think so? You know, I don't know if I could handle it all that much. I think she's a treat. Look at this. You got you got to look when I say look. <laughs> okay, Mr. Demanding. <laughs> well, I'm telling you to look cuz something's happening. Time sensitive. Well, I'm prepping stuff for this goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> and by prepping, well, I mean looking for all the stuff that I had written down. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we're here now, so let's get back right back in it. Right here we're getting right back in it. Are we live on the show then right now? Yep. yep. Okay. Okay, interesting. That's an interesting podcast voice yeah. <laughs> that we're going to use here in this now. Yep. Uh-oh. Mike, Hogwarts is so good. Is it really good? It's... I was going to ask you about it. So apparently, I don't know what gaming site it was. I forget exactly. But I was just watching a video that... Um... Why does this sound very high? This sounds pretty high. All right, is that better? Um, that there was a, a game... Uh, I don't know if magazine and website, whatever that gave it a one out of 10. Really? Yeah. And like it, I, okay. Admittedly, like it does have like some bugs, like all games do in the beginning, nothing that is game breaking, nothing that is like <laughs> the, the worst I've heard is for PC players. I heard PC players are having a lot of trouble. Your brother and I even had a call for like 30 minutes because <laughs> it, they wouldn't let him in the game. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did you read the article? Like, what did they say about? I only being heard a it. One star game. I didn't read the article. I only heard it from another guy in a video. Um, and he was just saying that they gave it a one star, or like a one out of ten. And I'm, I, I, I just don't see it, dude. It's so like maybe I'm too enthralled with the fact that you can explore all around Hogwarts and like Hogsmeade and everything, like. I've I've seen a ton of videos. Like I've watched a walkthrough that got you through like maybe the first half of the not the first half, but like well, the first quarter of the game. It's at least just based on that, at least a seven out of ten game. It's it's why like, I had no sh like that. it's why I had no problem in showing you the game because I know you're the type of person that would watch a bunch about it anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna I I have everything spoiled. It, you don't have to worry about spoilers with me, but. What? I don't know, like, I want to play it for my own, like, personal, like, oh, I want to explore. Kima, can you stop, can you stop rubbing your entire face on my computer? It's really screwing up my whole business right now. Get Kima out of here. She's really, she's really in, like, a, I don't know if it's a cuddly mood. Yeah, look, she's just rubbing her face against me. That's too much attention for me, for an animal. I, I like my dog that doesn't like this? to get pet. <laughs> The, yeah, your your cat like it has her tail wrapped around your neck like a goddamn noose. <laughs> well, well, don't be intense about it. Now she's laying down. She just wants attention. She wants to sit next to me. Mm -hmm. It's just been the two of us all day. <laughs> yeah, it's, usually it sounds like it. <laughs> usually that's <laughs> well, what's especially that. when I'm working from home. Anytime I call you, even though I know you're obviously out and about doing stuff, but it always just seems like all you are doing is with Kima in your room working on stuff. <laughs> Well, yeah, during the work week when I'm home, yeah, she just likes to chill here, but she's kind of a nuisance, some might say. Um, but back to the Hogwarts Legacy, it's so exciting. It seems like such an exciting game. Yeah, dude, I just got my broom like not too long ago. Do you get that relatively early? It's so, dude. That's the, like the fun part about the game too, is that the the progression is so different for everyone that plays. Because when I was really? talking with Mendez, he was at a very different point than I was at a much higher level, and it all depends on which quests you take on at what time. So like oh, right now, I'm level thirteen, and the next main quest, uh, thing is level six or like level seven or something. Oh, so you've just been doing side quests and stuff? and Well, it's weird because it's like some of the side quests turn into something that you need for the main quest. Like the side quests reveal like various spells that you need to unlock or, you know, to get your broom to get like there are certain side quests you need to have done to get the broom main quest. And like it's just okay. there's just so much stuff. 
Damn. I mean, from what I gathered, it seemed pretty organic. It is. No, it's, you just kind of took the classes you were interested in and that led to certain things. To a point. Like, obviously, you have to take certain classes right away because it, it, it goes in a certain order. Like, you know, you take your um, – you take like your potions class and your uh, oh my god herbology. Yeah, oh, what is it? Potions. What's the uh like your dark arts class and oh defense against the dark arts. Yeah, you take like defense against the dark arts and like another class, and those are like the first like three that you take, and then like you you just keep going. It 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 constantly ch- and then you're like. There are, like, for instance, I want to upgrade my broom right now. So I want to do all the side broom quests, which is just, like, completing, like, courses under a certain time limit. And then, like, okay. it upgrades your broom to be, like, faster and, like, easier to handle. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. It sounds really exciting. I have a feeling that my brother, my brother called me. He's like, I'm just going to be an evil bastard. Yeah. I, I feel like everyone's trying to be these evil people. I want to be a very wholesome Hogwarts student I'm who being, learned a bunch of nice things. <laughs> I'm being true to myself, where I would do all the mischievous shit, but like ultimately do like the right thing. But like, I'll I help yeah. out anyone with like, oh, like you're going into the, like for instance when you're taking potions class for the first time you meet one of the Weasleys, like I don't know in what relative space they are to the Harry Potter Weasleys, because this is like years before. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, but regardless, like the Weasley, like wants to make a certain potion different from what you're doing in class, and you're going into the uh, professor's uh, like office to to get other ingredients. He's like, oh, while you're there, pick this up, and you can either do it or not do it, and like it just doesn't go well for you. But like I did it anyway. I was like, fuck it, like I would do that. Yeah. Did you do it and get caught? Yeah, it's. I don't think there's another like alternative. He it, like the potion doesn't go well, you get caught, and then. The professor's like, oh, I know you couldn't have d- done this alone. And then, like, puts me at, like, you aside, and you're just like, ah, yeah, <laughs> I did yeah. that. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, at least you know that you'd have a companion with this Weasley character. Because he knows that you can, he can trust you to get some good stuff. I'm getting close with the Slytherin person because that's how you're doing like the duels, like the, the underground duels oh. in Hogwarts. Okay, interesting. Yeah. He's the only, so in my. In my amount that I've been spoiling myself with this game, he's the only companion character that I've seen a lot of footage of. And so I don't know if he's just really prevalent for everyone in the in the early game, or like if the play- person I was playing was just choosing to focus on him. They're all pretty prevalent. I would say he's the first, one of the first people you kind of come across in the beginning. Uh, okay. and, and then you meet like Weasley and like this Quidditch girl. That's like the captain of the Slytherin team. And I don't know. I, dude, it's, and there's... you're a Hufflepuff, right? Yeah, I'm so Hufflepuff. Like, I wonder what your house has an effect on stuff, you know? I don't think it has much of an effect. I'm pretty sure I heard it doesn't do much. Oh, okay. It, it basically has to just do with like certain text speech, obviously catered towards you being a Hufflepuff or whatever house you are. And then like... I don't know, like, certain people that you meet or whatever, it's going to be... Like, like for instance, like, your main area is in the Huffle... My, my main area is in the Hufflepuff, like, dorm area. So, like... Right. It's just different. Like, you're just in a different area than you would. The Hufflepuff space seemed like one of the coolest spaces. It's so cool, dude. <laughs> it's it's so in good. the basement. They got, like, the kitchens right there. Yeah, yeah. And And you're like, it just seems like a nice little underground spot. Yeah, dude, it's fun, and, like, I can't play for, like, the next three days, so. Why? You busy? I'm gonna be in the city, boy. Oh, yeah, you're gonna be in the city. He's working. He's a working man. Yeah, no days off this week. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. Yeah, that's insane. I, I, I have tomorrow off, but, like, it's not even really that off, because, like, so, so my day changed to tomorrow I'm getting the tattoo, and that's in Queens, in Forest Hills, and so I'm gonna be going taking the so i was going to drive originally but now i'm going to take the train in because mm. now i'm staying the night and we have a shoot at 8 a.m okay and i don't remember where the shoot i'm actually going to text him right now just to give me the address because because <laughs> i because tomorrow they're doing the documentary shoot again and i know he's not going to have time to text me then right 
Um, I gotta let you know, I might not be here to house you. I might have made plans. Oh, that's oh d- yeah, that's fine. Um, my my one friend on Avenue B can't have me because her her roommate has her boyfriend over and yeah and the, and she's not even really staying there right now and then the other okay. person that i have that's closest or other any other person i have is in bushwick and i don't really know if i want to take like a hour subway ride at six in the morning to go to this shoot that's going to be for two hours uh right. and so it was either you and also still have somewhat of a commute or I'm just going to sleep with them in the hotel room on the floor. Cause okay. they, they, they got like a two bed hotel room cause it's just for the night. So they're, they're getting whatever's cheapest and there's like five, five of us. Oh God. So like one, two people in either bed, Joe's taking like bringing like a cot or air mattress or something. And I'm just going to like, I'm going to come with my bag of clothes and use my change of clothes as a pillow. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That seems crazy. They better be paying you for this overtime work than why they ought to. As I'm shaking my hand. My yeah, fist, if I'm you will, hoping. for the listeners. I'm hoping. They better be. Um. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Uh. Okay, yeah, sorry. I was just I'm I'm like texting him now for like the location. He doesn't know it off the top of his head, so I'm like, "Wait, which cuz dude, uh, this place is like I can't talk about what it is, but it's like got like a bunch of locations. Like it's got like it's dude, I mean, one of the loca- I think the location we're shooting at is on Broadway. Okay. And then they have like like, like Midtown Broadway, like classic theater it, district. Yeah. Um, okay. Um and then they have like other ones like in on like Melrose in California and I don't know just Damn. other they have locations at areas that are definitely really expensive and so they're pretty successful I would say I guess all right very cool oh Ben yeah man I'm so sorry that your Hogwarts legacy time is being interrupted by this bullshit work it's fine it's fine. I I can't I can't even really play all that much during the week anyway because I have to like make sure everything's like good to go and and posted. I might try to play tonight, but I also have to make sure I have everything packed for tomorrow and I like know what the game plan is for Sunday. Um, okay, Mike. Before we go too much further, we didn't even do the intro yet, so let's do that. Man, we're getting worse and worse at that. I know, dude. But I think that's like kind of like a trademark at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Hey, how you doing? It's the Who You Looking At podcast with Michael Macchiarola. And Ben Lewis. Are you into cottage core? Well, you better be. Because we're all going to stick you into cottages. We're all going to go to sleep. Let's all have a good cot. <laughs> we're all going to go to sleep in a cottage. It's all sleep Separate time cottages. in a cottage. That's actually where we're going as a country. Did you listen to Biden's uh, uh, State of the Union address? We're all going to get a college, I mean, a cottage for free. Of course and, not. And uh, we're all going to go to sleep. <laughs> of course <laughs> I haven't go to, heard it. Go to bed. We're going to all sleep together. <laughs> Let's all, everyone just get together and sleep. Everyone sleep together. One. That might be nice. I everyone, think everyone have one sleep. Like it's the end of the week for us here at the Who You Looking At podcast studio. Uh, it's a Friday night after work, long week, all going to sleep. Yes. Please. Check. Check. <laughs> Please. Preach it. Amen. Just, just paid my taxes. Please, I need to go to sleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> I Dude, I just got all my W-2s in. I, I, dude, I, I'm kind of excited for this tax season. I'm not going to lie. Interesting. Why? Because you think you're gonna get a big, big. I thing? think I better get a big bunch <laughs> of money. <laughs> I better get a big goddamn sum back. of money. <laughs> you better give me back what they owe me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got a decent amount. I, I think I, I don't really know too much about 
about it. This is the first year that I'm filing I... solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. So that's nice. I'm excited. I I did it all on my own, and I am excited. I think I did it okay. TurboTax. <laughs> I did it on TurboTax. Yeah, everyone did. Everyone <laughs> no. does it on TurboTax. Except for me. <laughs> Do you, oh, yeah, you got your person, you got your family guy. My Yeah, my in- investor does everything for us. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that they it's, did both. I don't know of him specifically, but, like, it's the same uh, management cool. of the accounts. Gotcha. Yeah. That's actually, that's real nice. I know my dad wanted me to set me up with, like, a similar person, but I kind of refused him. Just did it on TurboTax because I wanted to know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, it's definitely more helpful because I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I, like, I literally, as of today, feel like I have a good understanding of what's needed. <laughs> I, I should probably I should probably do that next year. But, like, the problem is that there's always, like, and, and that's the other problem with our type of profession is that it's always going to be a lot. Like, maybe not necessarily right now because both of us kind of just have the one thing going on. But, like, yeah. how we work, like, if we take up a freelance job, if we do this thing, it's, like, all of that has to be accounted for. And it's all different paperwork, all different fucking forms. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't, I definitely, because I have the more consistent thing that's, like, 95% of my income, mm-hmm. I just kind of, that was this the easier thing. Yeah. Just like, okay, yeah, just a bit. I, I was a normal person this tax season, thank God. But, you know, if I start pulling in some cash from, like, personal projects or, like, if I really become full freelance or at least, like, heavily freelance, like some other people that we know, boy, oh, boy, I don't blame them for hating taxes so much. Yeah, and especially, like, you would also, like, if I were to, if either of us were to do that, too, we would probably want to go the LLC route because it would be much easier to file everything. I yeah, I'm definitely going to. I know um friend of the show, friend of me, uh girlfriend person, uh, she just went through that whole business. Oh yeah. Because she's starting she's starting a um a video game company. Yeah. Which she's already started. Um but she created like a overarching LLC for herself. Oh sick. Um, to kind of handle all that business because she's paying employees consistently. So I don't know what the fuck that's about and how that affects his taxes. <laughs> well but I'm sure there's a lot of money going around that isn't exactly accounted for. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't want to disclose any of her tax situation on this podcast, but it's just an interesting time to be alive, to be a human, to yeah, be an dude. adult, um, which is interesting. I never really, you know, wanted to dance that tango. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, I have, I filed, I had W-2s from three different places this this tax season. Right. I, had, I had to get it from where I currently am because that was before the year ended. I had to get it for Buffalo and I had to get it for Home Depot because I started. Yeah. O- oddly enough, like it seems like so long ago, but oddly enough, 2022, I start. I was still at Home Depot for the last like, th- you know, 15 days. I know. It felt like such a long time ago. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I I was like, it's right on the cusp of having my old job, mm-hmm. which that was like you know, basically a year to a month ago, <laughs> basically 13 months ago, I yeah. had that job. And so it was almost there too for me, but I might've made like a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the time that they was cut off. But yeah, it was, it's, it was funny. I think also I was like, I didn't realize I was looking at everything. I was like, man, I've made like no money this year. But then I realized I've only been working for like, half the year <laughs> i was fully unemployed for like six months very true I was like, damn why is my income so bad <laughs> <laughs> what happened to my money well i didn't have a job <laughs> <laughs> i heard if you don't work you may not get the money you think you might have i think that might be something that's an interesting point to make <laughs> uh, so uh mike i have a a quick news story i don't know if i've even kept up with m- my timing of news stories over this last like 12 episodes but that's okay <laughs> fuck fuck them <laughs> that's what we say uh so i actually have this one which i'm not sure if you heard about but there was a uh an ai that was made they're getting too smart man too good these computers they're too smart and i'm not talking about the bullshit ai art or anything like that fuck that i'm not talking about yeah. that 
we don't want to go down that controversial road. <laughs> Not between us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but let me tell you, this one by the name of Chat GPT. Chat oh, yeah, I know it. Yeah? I know it well. Okay. Well, I didn't really know much because I don't read. And I can't read. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to go based I'm off these. I'm not a newsman. I'm trying to go after these uh, little symbols here. The newsman in me is not working. Um, but no. Microsoft you... bought that out. <laughs> okay. Did you hear what, what it did? Not specifics. So um... it, uh, that AI happened to pass a number of, uh, of exams. Oh yeah, it hurt. it passed the legal exams. It it, not? it passed four or three different crazy exams. It passed the bar, the yeah. Wharton MBA exam, and the U.S. medical license exam. Can I just say, I'm not impressed by that. I'm not either. I'm not. I'm not See, saying I, I am I, because it's a, it's I a thing they, that can search yeah. that up. <laughs> I literally, it's like that's like saying Google search knows information when you like when you search okay. it up it's like it, it's just processing like it's just essentially rapidly google searching this information yes. what's interesting about ai to me that is truly innovation is when it starts to like have coherent like creative thought or like you know tries to compile something that isn't just like search for specific information and then regurgitate it well here's the thing i so i don't know much about these exams obviously i'm no smart man to to take these nor have any qualifications or ever could have the qualifications to do these but i'm fairly certain and at least some of these some of the questions asked because i think it always it's never going to be the same exam and the questions are i think very um scenario based some of them and mm. some of them are factual of course i mean they're all factual but they're like scenario based too because i think it's testing your aptitude towards whatever each subject is and i think the impressive thing yes it's an ai and like my feeble mind and what i know about ai which is absolutely nothing is <laughs> that yeah like it's just a computer and it can search whatever the hell it wants and that and, and it's not impressive because it can just search that answer it, it's basically i i picture google in in someone's clear dome and they're thinking and they're just google searching like everything. it's impressive technology it's just that it doesn't seem like it's a crazy innovation it just seems like it's rapidly programmed to answer questions but, but this open-ended situation is interesting that you're pr- uh, proposing. I, it's what I'm proposing. I don't know it for, to be fact, so this is just my theory. The other thing is, again, going back to my feeble mind of what I understand about AI, nothing. Great D&D spell, feeble mind. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. High level, good. Time. High priestess. And um, <laughs> so the other, th- I think it, it might be more complex than that, than how we're thinking of it. Like, it must yeah. – I think the complexity with the AI being able to pass that is that it has to do a number of things simultaneously. To, like It has to follow a stream of thinking. First, it has to register what it's looking at. Then it has to be like, okay, these symbols mean this word. that Because it doesn't have a language. If it's an AI, it could be, you know, Bengali. It could be, you know, Spanish, like anything. So it's sure. registering these characters – figuring out that the characters mean this, then figuring out of what those characters are, what it's asking of you, and then using those clues to, like, whatever it provides to formulate the correct answer towards these things. Now, I don't know to what accuracy this AI completed all of these. Like, I don't know if it did, like, 100%, because if it did, that might be even more impressive. If it didn't, that leads to the, like, thought process of, oh, it isn't just googling these answers like there it's possible to not get it right and this ai is doing an impressive thing by passing it yeah i i think it might be useful and i obviously there are corrupt laws that still exist in this country that are not just and we should get rid of them Mm -hmm. so i don't want to explicitly say like oh like 
there's this good there's going to be problems with this scenario right but what i'm saying might be like if someone can't represent themselves in court obviously they have the right to a lawyer but what if you could just have like a chat bot that just like processes all the information of the court case and then just spits out guilty or not guilty dependent on the existing laws mike's trying to get rid of the court and justice system with ai i think that might be an interesting <laughs> mike's trying to lose but jobs i'm not saying that's good because well i mean the current like jury system is interesting because that would be like i don't know it just it, it makes it very clear cut and i know that a lot of stuff with the justice system is never going to be clear cut yeah. there's always going to be some wiggle room to be like okay well they broke the law but was it really with malintentions and stuff like that like did it deserve less time oh that's for whatever reasons and stuff whereas like a robot would just be like they're guilty they they you know the law says that they're no good the impressive (laughs) thing would be with ai being able to then take the simplicity of you're either uh you're either uh guilty or not guilty and then also the like the impressive part is expanding to taking in emotional input, taking in uh, uh, drugs in a system, taking in variables such as insurance policies and whatever, like what whatever the crime could uh, pertain to. It would have to take in all necessary information in order to form. And I don't know, like, yeah. It's just not something it that's also, as advanced. It also implies that the people at the top have the best interest of the people. Let's so let's start with that. Yeah. Let's start with that right there. That's also something. The people who are writing the laws. I just think it's it's an it's a trip it's a tricky zone right there. Uh you know I don't say I, 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 I don't claim I have the answers. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I won't claim I that. Smith. Or a lawyer, really, if you think about it. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm I, I'm worried about this chat GPT. I was on my long walk uh, the other day, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I heard a I heard a teacher. She was <laughs> on she my was, lengthy was, stride. On my lengthy stride. I got the eight miles yesterday. Hell yeah, eight miles. I walked. My legs were killing You're me. You're fit as fuck. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I also did a one arm pull up yesterday. Ooh. I tried my best, um, but I, a teacher passed me on the street. I think around like ninety sixth Street, to be precise. Okay, and she was like, all my students were on Chat GPT in class. I was like, why? I, yeah. I didn't say that, but why? And I understand. I'm. I, I think they're all writing their papers with this Chat GPT. It's it's the gimmick, dude. It's the gimmick that it's an AI that can do all this shit. Mike, I'm sending yeah. you something right now that I want you to take a look at for later, so don't let that disrupt you. Um, but okay. no, it's it's an intriguing thing, and and especially with like I don't know what the current Gen whatever it is that we're on X's or Gen Z or I don't know. I think there's Gen Z and then there's Gen Alpha or something. Whatever the one below us is, whatever that one below us is, there those well, are the ones that are Gen Z. Yeah. And so whatever is below us, those are the ones that are like impressed by like holy fuck, we can just tell this AI to do some shit and it'll fucking do it to its best ability. Well, imagine like when we were growing up, we had access to Google and like Wikipedia for all our information. And that was mind blowing, and people were wondering about the dangers of that. Dude, I and mean, now we have these robots writing papers for people. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, dude. How are you kidding me? I was impressed. I was impressed going into freshman year of college when, like, they finally came out with that, like, Apple, like, speech to text thing. And you could just sit oh, in your yeah. lecture and it'll just, re- I mean, it wasn't like totally accurate, but you could sit in your lecture and just have the professor talk and it just wrote everything down. That's really useful. Oh, I used it all my, the time. My sister used, um, uses that feature when, it, at least she did in high school. I don't know if she does now in college, but she used that feature to write her papers. She has, she really? has, long, <laughs> she has long acrylic nails these, oh my these days. God. Which that's I why hate. she couldn't type <laughs> well well she can physically type but not fast and she was just not naturally a fast typer anyway <laughs> which like i'm not i wasn't even like, i've gotten really fast with typing but i'm on my computer 24 7 for work so I, I feel like i just happened by circumstance 
to get faster. But yeah, she literally wrote her papers, text to speech, and then would go back and edit it. And that would just be like how she, and also she was like, I can speak what I want much quicker than I can write it down, which I guess makes sense. I, I, w- I feel like I would have to be hitting like delete on so many things because my the way I, I talk, I'd be like all over the place. But dude, if I walked into your house and I see your sister with like a fucking nail file, just like, so uh, chapter two, <laughs> like. <laughs> They're not natural. They're fake beast nails. She gets them at the salon. Fake beast nails. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't like this. I don't like these fake stuff, but yeah, she does that. I don't, I don't know if she still does for school, but yeah, I don't know. People use it. It's weird. I mean, I remember when um our kind of freshman year high school thing that really freaked me out, which was I thought was so cool and revolutionary, was the Google Doc and the Google Slides thing. The ability to um work on a, like share it at a, the same time on the thing at the same time yeah. was kind of crazy to people that was really nice it's great for group projects mm. great for group projects you want to do a group project together i want to do a group project by myself <laughs> <laughs> i want the ability to share this easily but by myself um i yeah i don't know I, this chat stuff is interesting i wonder where it's gonna go i hope but it, we, technology has progressed so quickly that i'm almost um find it irrelevant to a certain extent because i i know like when we were really young everyone was worried that they were like weren't going to keep up meaning like our parents yeah like they were going to keep up with technology but i think it just updates so quickly that you have to well you're just naturally learning easily like transition to the next thing almost you know yearly not not like buying a new device or something. Oh, like with everything, software, though. just updates. You know, I like, mean, you have to take well, it from like the five. You can't look at it yearly. You have to look at it from a five year mark. Like if you look at the iPhone from five years ago to the iPhone now, it's like that's what you have to be looking at because that's a long enough span of time where in a year apart, we're not really seeing much of a difference. But after all five of those years are put together, then you're like, oh, this is what we have now. Yeah, but like I also think like if you let's say learned the iPhone and like how it worked. And then you were like time traveled, you know, to modern day, you would have a vague idea of how it worked. It wouldn't take you forever to learn the new iPhone. No. If you had the old one. No. Whereas like, you know, like in a, like a prehistoric person <laughs> as they're called. I mean, uh, they, they're like, the iphone the ipad and they're typing it like this because they don't know how to i don't know use their thumbs reverse that you wouldn't you take a floppy disk to a kid that's like 15 they don't know what the fuck to do with that that's true like you reverse that like you i mean i'm sorry if you gave me all the components for a floppy disk right now it might take me a second but i'm sure i could remember how it all fucking goes and 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 works to my knowledge it's just a flash drive but maybe one extra step but i i could be completely wrong yeah but what i'm saying is like that's because we used that when we were in like fourth right. fifth grade whatever like you you bring that to a kid now like sure give them like 30 minutes or 20 minutes i'm sure like they'll just like a fucking like one of those childhood block pieces they'll just find the part that fits together and just do it but like yeah. I think originally they'll be like, this is what you put storage on and it holds 50 megabytes. It can hold a picture (laughs) on here. (laughs) Less than a picture. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. It's real weird. Uh, I'm just also, I'm just not worried. We're going to fall behind. I could be completely ignorant to that. I think that is, I think any, maybe I I just, maybe just cause I have to use like the most up-to-date technology to do my job every day. Maybe that's why my brain's like, oh, okay, I, I'm going to be up to date. No, it's because we're but young. But I could be wrong. It's because we have to get to the point where we're like 50 and we've gone to a point in our careers or maybe even older, like let's say 60. When we're yeah. at a point in our careers where we're like either like just doing our own thing or kind of like we're not needing to keep as relevant because we're not looking to like we're – looking, we're looking at retirement at that point. We're not looking at <laughs> like what's going on right now in the, to keep me progressed. <laughs> Yeah, I, I talked to Sandy about um, graphic design and stuff all the time because she was a graphic designer like during the computer transition. And she had a lot of coworkers who were really like angry and like reluctant to get into computers because they thought this isn't going to be 
a main thing. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to be something that we need to know. And then they literally are like, you know, they're of retirement age now, but at the time they were like unemployable mm-hmm. for like 10 years because yeah. they just didn't know how to do the job anymore. Yeah. And she thankfully learned, learned it and stuff. I just think our generation is going to be more capable in like figuring out what's next. I, I don't know. I talked to, I talked to Noah about it, about like the headset, mm-hmm. about like, um, you know, like VR and stuff. I, I don't, personally just with my experience believe that vr is going to take over and be the new computer <laughs> no. but but if it is i feel comfortable that i could adapt at least not anytime easy. soon i mean i could see it way down in the future maybe not even in our lifetime but i could see it in my personal i don't i don't think it will completely replace it until they update the like user interface for how you work well that and like I mean, we we also like logistically, it's got to be more accessible too. It's got to be as accessible sure. as computers are, and as not just as accessible, but like as um like necessary. Like computers, it's not even a thought yeah. anymore. It's like you you get a computer before you even get you know before some people even have cable. You know, like you don't cable oh, yeah. even home lines. Like you get a computer, and so cables dead. Cables done. Well, cable cables dead, but even like. Right now, it's like, even, like within the last like five six years, I would say, is when I've really started to notice the death of house phones. Like I feel yeah. like I'm one of the few households that still has a house phone because like everywhere I, I go now, it's they all just have cell phones and that's it. They got rid of their house plan. I just don't even. Yeah, I, I the only people I know who have a home phone are people our parents' age or older. Yeah. And anyone like who's perfectly like a like a legit like you know adult with children in their like late thirties, they don't have house phones. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and anyone younger than them, meaning like us and people younger, they're not gonna get a house phone. There's just no point. And it's so fucking expensive. It's like three hundred dollars a month. Exactly for, for something that you already have and... for a better <laughs> for a better thing that you have on you at all times that can do everything and more. <laughs> yeah, I know it's ridic- it's ridiculous. But yeah, my parents are thinking about getting rid of it, which I totally wish they did. Yeah, but I don't know; it's bizarre. Well, but wait. yeah, it's, it's, sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just wondering if you wanted to take a blast to the past, since we were kind of going back there of what I sent you. I what? Yeah, what did you send me? So it's a video. I don't even know what time this was because you know it had to have been whenever they illegalized uh, drinking and driving. I don't think I got this message. Um, I sent it to you on Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So this, ha- so this is around. Oh God. Like early 1900s, like early. Um, yeah. I don't. And so this is a video of people reacting to the law of not being able to drink and drive and like what their thoughts on it are. And it's very clearly a Southern state and just listen to it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You're going to play. Yeah. Strict drinking and driving here is viewed by some as downright undemocratic. It's kind of getting common this one. If I can't put in a hard day's work, put in 11, 12 hours a day. And the woman with the child. Really one really one I can't hear it. Like, it the audio being pulled through for the podcast. But the woman's like, I can't hear what she's saying because I don't want to interrupt. She's, she's like, She's like, well, first we, we got to wear our seatbelts. Now we can't drink when we want to drink. It's returning into a communist country. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. And <laughs> I was telling this to like a friend of mine and he was like, I mean, I know he was like half joking, half serious, but he was like the one guy, I don't know if it was heard very well for you guys listening, but basically he was like, he was like, you're telling me I got to work an eight, 12 hour day and I can't have myself a beer or two on the drive home. Now that's just non-democratic. And, <laughs> and, uh, 
my friend was just like, you know, when you put it like that, just having a singular beer on the drive home doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> but I can that's see the slippery cra- slope. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very slippery slope. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, can can you confirm? Can you confirm this? I having moved back home, and I I know you don't go out drinking like a crazy amount, but like. I the only I the only time I created a, like a relationship with like going out and drinking for myself was when I moved to New York like in college and after mm-hmm. and like when I was living at home for those brief amount of time I like did not go out drinking maybe I went out like twice <laughs> for the year and a half that I was home and like every time I was being driven by someone who was like a designated driver who did not drink at all but like I don't know how anyone drinks outside of their home without one person being designated driver or like taking a chance and just like being drunk on the road I, it's just I like the the culture's just it's just so different to me i'm like do people just get blasted at a bar like you can no one can go get drunk at a bar yeah i mean they I mean, do all the time but no one should <laughs> Because they unless, have to drive home. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's like a place that you're you're in an area in which you take public transportation or you have a ride or something. Like I it's right. I've I've accidentally gotten and taken a ride from some I didn't know, of course, was sure. completely freaked the fuck out the whole time after I learned. Um but yeah, I just it, it baffles me that anyone even like Thanks. I don't know. It's just not even a thought that it's like a chance to take, but I guess like it's something that you have to take when there's no other option. You yeah. know, like it's either it's either you have a sober friend or you take a very expensive Uber home, or you sleep at the bar. <laughs> like there's or you a, sleep there, at the bar. There aren't many options because here in New York, it's just like I could very casually just go to a bar and get three drinks and get pretty drunk. Yeah, like well, well, I'll per- you know that's that's pretty drunk for me three drinks uh, but like and then perfectly naturally just either take an uber home if it's like a big group of us and we don't want to like be on the trains or just take the fucking train or a bus take it i've taken a bus and I, so, <laughs> you know i've so, taken all of this i've talked about me coming home at like 2 a.m like right. this drunk which is fine because you can safely get home. <laughs> yeah, because I have the subway that can take me. I know. There. It's just bizarre. It's so scary to me um, that like 90% of the country has, you know, people going nuts. I just thought it was that funny getting those reactions from people. Like, dude, like, yeah, cra- crazy. I mean, crazy how far it's come from that point. Like, where I'm sure, well, are, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that still disagree, obviously, but like, you know, you have people over here who on live television are openly admitting ad- admitting that they w- are find it to be a dumb thing, which you would never find nowadays. Like no one, not, would, no. no one would ever come out there and be like drinking and driving, dude. That should be legal. Because <laughs> I mean, that's such a ridiculous claim. And the, the only the easiest rebuttal is be like, so you're cool with like potentially murdering somebody just because you wanted to drink and be inebriated on the road yeah like you're cool with just swerving and maybe killing somebody yeah easily. and then for the narcissisms out there just be like or narcissisms for the narcissists out there just be like yeah. you really want to kill yourself <laughs> you really want to die right? or <laughs> yeah. or or you really want to go to prison for someone else's like like there's right. no scenario that goes well for you <laughs> it's really bizarre um and you know some people want freedom no matter what like any every level they're just yeah. anarchists they just want to do whatever the fuck they want to do i think that they're evil but you know i i who knows? i mean to a to a degree i understand because if you look at it from a, a, a wide uh view you're you're looking at it from the point of we're all just animals that can do whatever the fuck we want at the end of the day and we all just made this up but but for a well, reason, for a re- like, we, I mean, we made it up so we didn't kill each other that's, on these that's, vehicles that go <laughs> that's that the, hundreds of miles an hour going away. This is the primitive Whoa. me talking, where I'm just like, technically, this is like a deer out in the wild does whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, they die much faster because of it, but they do whatever <laughs> yeah, they, they want, and because that's years. life. We just grew to a society that can actually function. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, it's my personal belief that we shouldn't kill each other on the streets. I, uh, amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a controversial take. Like, Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. take. I think we shouldn't kill people. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man. I heard someone screaming on the street, and they said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Please. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Please don't. Oh. Man, I don't like cars, no way. I, don't <laughs> I like know, cars. I know, babe. I was in kind of an elevated state the other day, which I'll talk to you about later. And uh, the beeping of a car horn <laughs> didn't do it. Set me out. Set me over. <laughs> set me over the edge. <laughs> the beeping of a car horn. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was kind of intense. Like, oh man, have you seen uh, a bunch of posts about those big red boots? Oh, the Astro Boys? Yeah, dude. Boots. I saw one post of it. And someone I thought there was like a cosplay post, but I guess the, no. they're beyond cosplay. It's a it's a brand called Mischief. They were the ones that did those Heaven and Hell shoes where it had like the blood in the air bubbles and then that had the holy water in the uh, other one. The, the little Nas X one. I've heard of that so controversy. It's, it's the same company that did that. Their big thing is always... It's like very much more about like almost like a joking art sort of thing where like it's very like if you go on their app it's so like genius the way that they did everything and it's not even that complex but the way that everything is formatted and laid out and like it's all like kind of 3d like you see uh where's my fucking camera you see like and it changes uh I don't know if you can even see it. I can see I can see that, yeah. Um and like these are like how you buy it. There's like there's like a hand there that's like how you even like hit buy. It's it's pretty like cool and then they have like all of these like full on installations that they do for these releases sometimes. And it's all kind of in a joke but also like that's the cool aesthetic about it. And mm these as much as they're ridiculous like i do not deny that they are ridiculous and the retail price of them is insanely high i am however still gonna try to get a pair <laughs> <laughs> i mean the resale i'm sure it's gonna be crazy for them it, but it's hard to tell because it's it's not nike it's not adidas it's like this brand where like some of their things sell for really high some of the things don't and you know, this one based off of its popularity in social media, like that's why I asked you because like someone who isn't into this culture even is seeing it because it's becoming so huge in the past week. And yeah. that is probably why its popularity is so high and it might just like crash right after all the social media dies down for it. But even for that, like it's a big investment also for this, but I'm like just for content purposes, like you can make so much cool shit with those Astro Boy boots. Like, dude, <laughs> I would go as Astro Boy to Comic-Con in those things. Like, yeah. The other that'd problem be, is that I wouldn't be really good. I wouldn't be able to sell them for money afterwards though. So anything I do with them has to be like not wearing it or wearing it with like a protective covering on the bottom, <laughs> which is crazy. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I think they're really, they're goofy. If they were, you know, appropriately priced for, like, a costume, I would say. They're 350 Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and they're selling for, like, 1500 right now. That's oh, also, okay. that's pre-release, though. They haven't come out yet. They come out, like, the 16th. Okay, so that will go down. The other thing you is, think? like, they're limited. There's only 100 per size. So, like, that's oh, not wow. a whole lot. That's, you know, roughly, like, 1300 pairs yeah that's not that's not a lot of shoes and that's like if it goes up to 13 let's say no that's it yeah let's or if it goes up to like 15 so let's say like there's probably between like 12,000 and like 13,500 pairs yeah yeah all right well i mean i i support you if you get them to get them dude but... i i just want to see them in hand like i just want to see what these things are because they're fucking insane <laughs> yeah and they're right up your alley as the things I get, but yeah, yeah, I, dude. I just wanted to see your take on it because you're. <laughs> I don't. I, I am interested because I have seen it. I I definitely feel like it'd be such a good costume. You might be able to make some cool stuff with them. That's what but... I'm saying. Like you might be able to make cool stuff. It's not enough for me to justify it. Like I'm probably gonna buy it, take a look at them, maybe do some like some video on them without wearing them and then just sell them because 
again. I mean, you can make a few hundred bucks. That's not just, and you get to see the shoes. That's not bad. Yeah, but I mean, I have the the. This is where like the the bad brain in me comes in, and like the devil on my shoulder is just like keep them, keep them. You need them. <laughs> like it, they're so cool, <laughs> and like you need them. <laughs> and and to do what? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I. I have a problem with like owning things, you know, like once I get something in hand, I'm just like, dude, I have this. And like, it's so cool, but it adds well, nothing. How do you feel now that you're like trying to sell your shoes and your pops and stuff? Is that, are you combating that emotion? I'm, I'm attacking that emotion. I'm okay. I'm f- like taking the steps forward in attacking it. Like there are shoes. There was a shoe that came out yesterday that I could have easily gotten, but and I would have, I, I really want the shoe too, just to like keep it, but mm-hmm. I can't be spending that. And like, you don't understand how tempting it is in the world of sneakers when there's a shoe that you know you want and that you know you can get your hands on for not expensive resale prices. Yeah. There's something in your, in my, I think it's like a, like a gambling tick almost. It's like, like the ability, like the acquiring of the shoe drives you more than the actual like getting it in hand and having it. And so similar to like poker, when you're like playing for a big hand, once you like really nail it, it's like once you get all the money, that's like the high is down. You've, you've made the hand. So like, it's one of those things where like getting it and owning it's so cool. And then I'm just like sitting there with it for like a year afterwards. So I'm trying to attack that emotion, sell all my stuff. And even in a time right now where I'm saying I'm definitely going for the shoe, I'm, not going to wear it as as much as I would want to try it on and see how it feels and like make a bunch of cool stuff with it. I'm not going to do that because I can't get my investment back and I'm not keeping these and I can't keep them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, I'm happy you're tackling that. That's a good thing to tackle. I I don't think it was problematic before, but it was definitely, it could, I understand that that could be like a shopaholic. It's, it's my biggest problem. Flaw. It's for sure my biggest flaw is that I like to just because like even to the small extent of books, I don't like to rent books or go to the library. If I'm getting a book, I want to own it. I want to have the book, read it, and then it sit on my shelf for years and me just stare at the fact that I own this book and can reread it whenever I want, even though I never will. Yeah, I I definitely. I, I don't know. I, I'm. I feel like I definitely was like that for a while and for most of my life and I think having moved around a bit like since college and stuff and like having to boil down shit (laughs) to like the essence of like what I need to keep to like you know be like my core items yeah like moving is definitely a bunch of times especially during the four years of college like almost you know yearly if not more um that's definitely (laughs) <laughs> it ties me to not until I like own my own place, dude. That's so- or I'm like there when I'm for like at least five years, and I'm like, okay, I can have some permanent items. That's part but- of the biggest thing is when I moved to New York is like where I didn't take. I mean, you know how much crap is in my 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 room back uh, in my parents' place. Like, there's yeah. so much stuff there. So like, I I literally couldn't take it all, and so I took everything I knew I would use and need and whatever. And then when you live a year like that with all the stuff that you didn't take with and you realize, okay, I just don't need them. I survived. Yeah. I went through a whole year with not touching these single items ever. So it's like, it really puts a perspective on, okay, how much shit did I not bring with that? I probably utterly just don't need. Yeah, totally. I don't know. We, I, I think there's also like we, the thing i don't know there's a lot of stuff that i feel like we go through and i don't want to blame our parents generation but i think there's like a certain cultural difference between at least with my parents where they were like really confused by certain things that i do that i feel like is a totally normal thing we're just like but this is your bed like you're not gonna bring your bed i'm like no i'll just buy a new bed yeah yeah that fits my situation better. They're like, but this is like your, you got to keep, you got to keep this stuff. Like I, like my parents got me a set of furniture when I was, you know, when I got out of a crib, they bought me a bed set, like a, you know, like a nice bed. Mm-hmm. And they bought me like a, you know, nightstand and a whole matching set. 
the whole you know, for shebang my, for my room the whole shebang as they would me. say it back in the day <laughs> we got like, your kid the full shebang a nightstand your <laughs> dresser we got the whole frame everything <laughs> well when i told him that i was moving he was like okay well you're taking this stuff and i'm like no i'm not here. <laughs> you're taking this 17 year old or this 24 year old stuff well he's like well i was like did you buy it i'm he was like, well, I kind of got this so you can really keep it forever. And I was like, well, this is like my childhood furniture. Like, if you want to keep it as like a guest room stuff, you can or just recycle it. But like, this wasn't an investment. I don't. It's a, well, it's a, it's a bed frame. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was an investment. And guess what? It held its investment for the time that it needed. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and now right. we can move on. Like, and, and honestly, like, it's good furniture. I don't sell think it. it. Yeah. Make it, your money off of it. Right, yeah. Or, 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 or keep it for something else you might want. But if you don't need or, it. Yeah. Or donate it or something. That too, yeah, yeah. You know. It's just weird. <laughs> Me like, looking at money. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, sell it if you can. It's just old, rundown furniture. That's what, but That's what I did with mine. All, all of my sets back here, this is the stuff that I've had since I have had, like, nice. since I was, like, two. And I, we sold all of that stuff once I moved back and put this desk here. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just bizarre. I, I think it's generational where it's like, we bought this for you. We bought this for you as like a, you would you would use this forever. This I'm is like, for you to pass down to your sense. child. <laughs> well, it's just weird because it's like, is there no connection to like personal growth to like the stuff that you have? Uh, In my opinion, like that's intrinsic to personal growth. It's like the clothes that you wear, the yep. books that you have, the, all these items. It's like, you know, they, they're a reflection of who you are and who you're becoming. And I feel like it would be so weird to have the same shit that I was five well, in and be comfortable with that. I wouldn't say necessarily. I could be completely wrong. I, I was going to say, I wouldn't say necessarily weird. I would just say if the opportunity arises, like I'm not going to go out of my way to save this stuff. If I already have it and it's like, I don't need to spend the extra money and it just makes it easier. Sure. But if it makes it more complex, like you're moving to the city and I don't want to bring this whole fucking thing here and it's much easier to just buy a new one and then use that for the duration of my time here, then yeah, that makes more sense. But like, don't hold on to it just for the sake of holding on to it. Like I only do it yeah. if I can't afford the furniture and I'm like, cool, I have furniture. Like that's why I bring yeah. stuff, not for sentimental value of I need to hold on to this furniture because I was sleeping on this when I was four. <laughs> yeah, it's real bizarre. It's real strange. I don't know. Maybe that's coming from a place of, of privilege where I can afford new stuff. Um, but I don't. Knows? I mean, I don't think so. I think it just comes down to practicality. Like, yes, uh, I I wouldn't say privilege. You can afford it because you work for that money and you're able to weigh those things when it when that sure. time comes. So, like, you work for it. You got it. You're like, okay. Is it worth the pain in the ass of whatever commute, moving it, weight, all this stuff, fit, configuring it when I could just buy it, get it delivered here and like take out half of that equation? Yeah, I, I, it's also strange, too, because it's like I, I agree with that. But it's also like we live very different lives, my parents and me, <laughs> where it's like they have a full house, like we have furniture for a full home. Yeah, so full suburban home. I'm like just occupying my bedroom in a uh, New York City apartment. So like, and you know, maybe some items. Oh, you getting a phone call? No. Oh, <laughs> so it's my. I have to, uh, dude. I say this every time. Sorry, hold on. Give me a second. God damn it! God damn it! I say this every time, but basically, uh, that's my boss's. Uh, that's my my work laptop. And my work laptop is connected through the Apple ID of my boss. So any phone call, text message, FaceTime, anything, I get it on that laptop. That sucks. <laughs> and, and and I need to like... You get texts and stuff too? What if this man's trying to like send a sexy text to his... It doesn't, it doesn't show the message. It just shows like received text message from so-and-so or like incoming call from whatever. And I could pick it up from here if I fucking needed to but like right basically i need to take off his apple id put mine on there so that no longer happens but like i just don't feel like going through the <laughs> i don't feel like going through the process of like signing out finding my login and so i never do it but it always like disrupts my editing and all my other work and shit okay 
That's fine. Oh, um, but then, Mike. Yeah, man. We're just about reaching that hour mark. All right, but, well, Ben. You know, I. I think that uh, physical intimacy is really important, and you know. Why is it important, Mike? I think it's important for building a relationship, um, exploring your own personal pleasure and desire. I think that's a pheromones. part of your personal sure. Pheromones are important too. Smelling, smelling, uh, but <laughs> we have <laughs> we have to be. Uh, that's the title. Pheromones are important too. Smelling, uh, <laughs> but I think we need to be careful, uh, you know, because if you watch the Legend of Vox Machina, you'll know that accidental pregnancies. Hey, 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 hey. They're scary. I'm not that far. (laughs) (laughs) They're scary, and I think that you should have a condom if you could. Um, Well, as Mike likes to tell me about Vox Machina, (laughs) they they clearly didn't have a condom, and so we're going to make sure that everyone (laughs) has a condom. So condom for you, condom for me, (laughs) condom for everyone. Everyone needs one. Pass one around, (laughs) give one to your dog, your hamster, your cat, any animal you have. All right. Just make sure it's not (laughs) lambskin by that point.